Yeah, we're wasting all back together. We're, we're together. All, we're all back together. We are in my apartment for the first time in quite a, quite a few quite months. Quite a few. Quite months. a few it's, months. Yeah, it's been, been illness. It's been. It's just a lot of things. We've all just had a lot to do, and it and it's very. You guys have to travel a really long distance to get here. Yeah, I might as well not be living in the city. For it how is. Much it you is. To... It is nice that you got this apartment that floats in the Hudson, though. <laughs> it was six weeks ago. I just checked. Oh so my that's God. two t- twice. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's ban. It's. I mean, honestly, the hardest part is getting into that tiny little rowboat that Josh and I have to <laughs> traverse, dodge barges in the Hudson River to get to this apartment. Yeah, but you know, it's worth it because, because uh, uh, <laughs> who does who doesn't love mm. who isn't uh, wanting to be who. What a boat it is. What a boat it <laughs> Some, is. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. when we're in the boat, Josh and I's knees touch. Mm. And it's like, it's it, it's like banging two, two bones together. You know what we're doing is we're knocking knees. That's... We are knocking knees. <laughs> Ooh. I think my favorite thing about the boat that we come to Brian's apartment on mm-hmm. uh, is, yeah. is is the the spooky my, my apartment which is also a boat that's right clear. Boat, yeah. boat apartment is it's a the... boat that's been stranded on an island in the Hudson I like the uh, spooky man who uh, paddles said boat uh-huh. uh, he's always talking about like souls and... yeah 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 that's Caron that's my good friend Caron oh, I went to yeah. elementary school with him oh, actually right? Carrie's yeah. a laugh Carrie's a laugh yeah, you, you throw him two coins and he'll do anything for you <laughs> And I mean anything. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. Welcome to the Worst of All Possible Worlds, the first and only podcast that'll do anything for you for a few coins. Mm. I'm the Worst of All Possible AJs. I'm the Worst of All Possible Brian's. And I'm the Worst of All Possible Josh's. And to celebrate being back in person once back again, on the boat. <laughs> we are returning to the no. fucking swill, folks. Yeah. Uh, this is yet another installment of Wit's Endless Summer, the ongoing subseries of the Worst of All Possible Worlds, in which we review and recap episodes of Adventures in Odyssey, the evangelical Christian radio series made by Focus on the Family. And before you turn that dial, because I know you oh. might be about to do that. <laughs> the podcast what? dial. Podcast <laughs> dial. I promise you. It switches us between I, us and Trash Future. I promise you that this week's episodes are are going to be among the wildest yet. You know, yeah, among us. One of the reasons mm. that we like to talk about Adventures in Odyssey on this show is that it provides such a unique window into the evangelical Christian mindset and the, the reactionary yeah. mindset. Yeah, right? we are a mindset podcast. We are. We are. We're, we're on that grind set. Um, <laughs> these episodes, even though they were, you know, from the early 90s. They they it's it's so interesting to me the way that these provide a window into the exact same mindset that has persevered through to now. Yeah, these are yeah. much less like with the, another episode, let's say the one where they had the issue with Rodney Rathbone's uh, metal band making pornographic songs or whatever. Yeah, that you can point to the very specific moment in right. time that that is referencing. This is a lot more generalized. These are these feel more at home now. Than they do, I think, in the early days of Clinton's America, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think the 
first episode feels very much of a time and place because it's not you don't really hear Christians going on about like, oh, this country, everybody's just suing each other yeah, in the true. same that's way true. that it was in the 90s. But yeah. goddamn, this second episode is like it's yeah. ripped from the fucking headlines. <laughs> they don't have critical race theory to like go against, no. but you know they want to. Yeah, like you can right, feel yeah. it simmering under the surface you know it's those exact same undertones the rhetoric the sort of pointing at different things that we see here and i guess you know without any further ado we might as well just jump just into our first it. one just fuck it right do through it the skylight we see we see christians standing they're on the outside always looking in will mm. they ever be more than they've always been because you know a rathbone's tap tap tapping on the glass he's waving through that window oh i see what you're sure saying is. yeah he yeah, is sure he is, is doing that it it, it Definitely do he's be doing, like He's that. doing some car pranks without the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so the first one we're talking about this week is A Victim of Circumstance. This is episode 306, originally aired March 18, 1995. Yeah. Written and directed by our homeboy, I know you love him, mm -hmm. <laughs> our friend and yours, Phil Lawler. Yeah, we have a Bart intro here. Yeah, That's so yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I didn't clip it, but this is you know they've they've gone from just having Chris introduce every episode or just having Wits like, oh hi there, I didn't see you come in. Right, I'm working on this. Whoa, hold it, and he gets and sucked we off. We won't see him in the episode. No. He gets sucked off by a toilet. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one is yeah Bart Rathbone's welcoming yous right. to yeah. listening to Adventures well, in Odyssey. He says yeah. specifically. Would you like to join us? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of those things where once Hal Smith died, once Wit fucking died for real, yeah. um, they started to experiment with a lot of different aspects of the form, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And one of the things is, what are other ways that we can bring people into the world of this show? So you get introductions by different characters. The way that it drops you in is sometimes a little bit different, you know, mm -hmm. from the conventional, mm -hmm. like normally it's just like wits tinkering with something at wits end, yeah. but you don't have that to rely on anymore. And so this episode starts with Jack and Jason. Jack will remember is sort of our uh, elderly wise, uh, charming, good spirited, grandfatherly, uh, one half of which Scrooge yes. McDuck figure. Yes. yes. The, and, the owner of Mr. Ed himself. That's right. And uh, Jason is the young, bold, uh, sort of, oh, he's got ideas and he's got gumption and he's got drive. And he, he has killed people. He has. Yeah, yeah, for the government. <laughs> yes. um, and, and so, as I had said on previous episodes of Wits Endless Summer specifically, Jack and Jason sort of represent the duality of wit. They and compose a dramaturgical dyad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they, they, they form a dramaturgical dyad. And uh, fucking, uh, hey, I was doing a Simpsons reference, but that's fine. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, Jeremy Strong, go on The Simpsons because it's fucking good again. No, it's Holy shut the shit. fuck up, AJ. It's so good. I cried three Shh. times in the most recent episode. You, you are a fucking you? baby. You wow. cry all the time. I you do. cried because you were hungry and you needed <laughs> yeah, papa. My mom came in from the other room because she has to live with me being a child right, actor. Right, I, can't, right, 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 right. I can't live on my own. So she came and she made me a delicious snack. The chicken fingers were shaped like dinos. That's so nice for you. So uh, anyway, Jack and Jason, right? Uh, the duality of quit. Is um, a story about Jack and Jason. <laughs> Sucking on a chilling dog. So they've installed a new skylight at Wit's yes. End. And they're just sort of admiring this beautiful skylight. Mm. Ooh. It's the I'm sky getting ready to close up. Why are you sitting in the dark? Uh, I'm just admiring the new skylight we put in the roof. <laughs> it's jerking off. <laughs> Jason, it's smoked glass. 
You can't really see anything. Uh-uh, not true. Uh-uh. You can see the glow of the moon as its incandescent rays uh-huh. bathe the office with an eerie somnambulance. Oh, yeah. The vibe is great. You know, we we, we, we love our skylight. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate here in Wit's office. Yeah. <laughs> the new skylight has upgraded the vibe significantly. The walls are just caked in Jason's I mean, cum. This, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is like well observed because there is nothing like a uh, like 35 year old man and his new like uh, a DIY home improvement oh, project. That's, that's big no, he is so proud of that skylight. That is that is such a that is such a real feeling there. Yeah, yeah. and like any DIY project that a man in his mid 30s partakes mm. on, you know, his own, it's not very well constructed. No, goes away not. pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I thought I just heard something. Oh, did hear something? Yeah. Jurassic Park. And it sounds like it's coming from up on the. No! Oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> Gee, why did I ever you agree to this? Yeah. You? <laughs> oh, fine. What happened? The new skylight caved in. Oh. Did, hey, wait. Did you hear that? Yeah. Where, where's the flashlight? The top drawer of the desk. Oh. Uh, got it. Oh, Rodney's jerking it's it. Rodney Rathbone. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Burns, for that that moan and that groan. Good lord, uh, that was way louder. The little thumps on the roof—you could never hear it on the tape, even if you listened in the car. Yeah, and uh, you know, listening to it on the computer, not much better. Listening on these headphones, so <laughs> foreboding. Dear God, I jumped out of my skin. Uh, but yes, Rodney Rathbone has now crashed through the roof, and Rodney Damn, will man. remember is our sort of uh, well. He's the local ne'er do well, right? Yeah. He's he's a bit of a prankster. He has a mostly harmless gang, and he's always just sort of getting up to hijinks. And in this case, he was climbing around on the roof of Wit's End. Yeah, with the, the high jink. and hijinks. Yeah, exactly. Mm. The jink mm. was high. Mm. <laughs> the jinks could not be higher. <laughs> we we end up at the hospital. Uh, Jason and Jack are sitting there with with Rodney and Bart and Bart's right. like this you fucking dumbass piece of shit kid fuck right. you yeah. and Rodney's like oh I'm I'm hurting so bad and they're like well why'd you do this and he's like oh, I was trying to do a prank yeah I mean Rodney yeah. really knows that he fucked up because yeah. even Bart is on Jack and Jason's side here like yeah. when yeah. his own dad is siding with the theocratic fascists who <laughs> run wit's end like you know you fucked up when Rod. Bart when Bart Rathbone woke revolutionary yeah. finds himself dealing <laughs> Comrade <laughs> Bart describes the doctors of this place as having given his son a pain shot. Yeah. What is a pain shot? Well, have you seen Dune? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, I see. But it's a <laughs> shot. Wait, they made him put his hand in the box? No, that's what you get. That's the thing. They took the pain box, but they made it into a shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so it just condenses it. So is he the chosen one? Is he going to eventually lead the revolution no because then... the mrna is gonna kill him in two years oh yeah it's got like little chips that make you go back in time there's also too much pain there's a max amount no. of pain no oh. yeah no i'm max pain <laughs> so i'm a writer in, phil lawler in... once said <laughs> <laughs> so into the emergency room uh now arrives a, a, a lawyer hmm. uh, a lawyer who's uh, uh, he's a little light in the loafers. Oh, boy, you scared me there. I uh, I didn't see he's come in. I was listening outside the door. Do I understand that your son fell through a skylight on the property of one of those two men? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. A skylight he didn't know was there? Yeah, yeah, I did. What's it to you? Nothing, but it may be a great deal to you. A great deal of money, that is. Ooh. Yeah, well, I didn't... Uh, he... 
Money? Money? Money, money, money. His money. name is Weasel. Yeah. Howard J. Weasel. Now, we are... We are there, it's French. There's a really interesting... Mm. It's so interesting that they threw that line in there. Like, oh, it's French. Yeah. No, dude, this is a fucking Jewish lawyer. Like, it's so clearly and obviously coded but it, he's it, like trying to do a phil hartman bit here right, too like yeah. he is trying to do it's like, like a Lionel simpsons yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah this is steve bridges who was a george w bush impersonator who not just Whoa. a george w bush impersonator if you remember the same year of the uh, white house correspondence center that stephen colbert showed up and, and, and made some enemies yes george bush yes. did a speech with a george bush impersonator and they were doing it sort of side by so side so it was that guy it was that guy it was wow. that guy that's the guy who's playing weasel so the the way this bit goes is he hands them this card and one of them says weasel and then the next one says Weasel, and then he says it's Weasel. It's French, and then he takes the card back because he only has one card, which is a which would be a good joke if yes. they like drew some attention to it. He always takes back his one business card, yeah. which is again like a very Lionel Hutz thing, yeah, right? Because yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. have any money. Yeah, um, works on commission. No money down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they do this joke: the Weasel, Weasel, Weasel. It's French, with the attorney at law takes back the card. The whole thing verbatim twice and then they do it again twice just slightly different a couple of like, oh, like so, less yeah. so it. it's the yeah. good old rule of fours the good old rule of like it's, two and a half and another half it's okay. not so much a joke as it is a verbal tick at yeah. a certain point it just right. seems Which like describes Lawler's phil Lawler's just, jokes yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's just fill in time we're all just twiddling <laughs> our thumbs <laughs> waiting our, for the end filling our lawler filling our lawlers i i mean i'm always full of lols when i listen to a phil lawler episode <laughs> Uh, I'm I, I, so full Oh no. I'm so Phil <laughs> It's the worst Disney Channel original show there ever was <laughs> Goku You think that you've had enough laughs But I'll make you laugh even harder Goku oh, th This is just tickle porn This is something that has some yeah. precedent yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It all has precedent Go. It's inflation I'm wearing the so full t-shirt right are. now Yeah, it which will great. be for sale at some point Store.worstpossible.world Go there yeah. and you will are see we, these shirts are, available for sale are, are we selling it on the Patreon store too? Uh, I don't know We'll figure it okay, out Okay, we should figure that and out And shipping yeah. out to patrons who pre-ordered this week Wow Wow you're also full of t-shirt because we've been making you eat all the extra ones. That's true. Yeah. That's true. yeah the, all the bad t-shirts, all the misprints. Mm -hmm. Basically, after this introduction of Mr. Weasel, uh, Jason, of course, is like, well, I've got the biggest hotshot lawyer in Odyssey. It's my dad's lawyer. Because yeah. with Fenimore Cooper. Oh. Fenimore Cooper. The lawyer named after the author of The Last of the Mohicans for some Why? fucking Why? reason. This is, so this is this is something that I wanted to just say. Yeah. It's like this is Phil Lawler trying to appear like urbane and well-read, yes, right? Absolutely. This is a little he like he did read a book once, right? He right. can prove it, and, and, and he does this all the time. Yeah, he he loves to appear as if he is like just a guy who really knows what he's talking about, man. Mm -hmm. And so he yeah. will include things that are not really references; they're just name checks, and assuming that you are going to be like, oh yeah, it's not dissimilar from God's Not Dead, where it's got the list of names of philosophers yeah. like Bertolt Brecht. It almost sounds like you were about to sing Down With The Sickness, Josh. <laughs> Bertolt Brecht. <laughs> so, noted lawyer Fenimore Cooper 
uh, does a consultation yeah. uh, with Jason. And we're so sure going into this, like Jack has made it very clear. You know, he has righteousness and Christ and everything right. on his side. Yes. And nothing this silly could ever work. They couldn't possibly get sued by Rodney because he was doing something criminal, right? Rodney has a case, Jason. What? what? Pretty solid one, too, from what I can see. Wow! <laughs> he was trespassing. Not really. Wit's End is open to the public. Not the roof. Do you have a sign saying that? Well, no. Are there any obstacles that might have prevented him from climbing the roof? No, but anybody... There you go. And since the accident happened before closing hours... Look, anyone with an ounce of common sense knows that they shouldn't climb on someone else's roof, especially in the dark. The court isn't interested in common sense, only the law. Oh. Legal precedent is on Rodney's side. What precedent? Where have you been, Jason? These days, people win millions because they spill hot coffee on themselves. Fuck you. Rodney will be viewed as a victim. He's only a kid after all. It's not his fault he has no common sense. And you just admitted True. there are no signs True. around wit's end stating he couldn't or even shouldn't climb upon the roof. So it constitutes an attractive nuisance. You and should he, have those fucking signs! Well, and he said he has a trellis that just goes straight from the ground to the roof. Like... Okay, so we have to the, the, the hot coffee got mentioned. The yeah, hot coffee. Yeah. We, we have, have to, to talk about Lebeck v McDonald's restaurants. Let's just take a moment to talk about it. Yeah, we, we're not going to get into the details because if you've listened to our po podcast, you probably listen to other podcasts, yep. and this has been talked about in probably every podcast that exists now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mrs. Lebeck, Stella Lebeck, in 1994, she lived in Albuquerque. Yada yada yada. Uh, spilled the the coffee on herself in her lap because she was in a Ford Probe, which did not have cup holders. And uh, the coffee was so hot that it gave her third degree burns that were so severe. She almost immediately went into shock yeah, and they yeah. had to go to the hospital and had to uh, uh, skin grafts, right? Yeah. Skin grafts and a long, long recovery. Yeah. It was fucking horrific. And yeah. this coffee was too hot. This was not like some sort of frivolous case. This was a real. N well, and it was medical problem. She specifically was just like, I want twenty thousand dollars. That's what my metal, what my medical fees are going to amount to at the end of the day. And McDonald's was like, here's eight hundred dollars. So then they sued. Right. Uh, th these are people with not a lot of money being squeezed for a lot of money because of medical costs in the United States right. in the 1990s. Right. And. Eventually, they, they they won the case. Now, most interesting thing is I have been to that McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> my band teacher's son busted his head open on the play place over there uh, at one point, and they were all very nervous about getting sued again. Uh, <laughs> Someone tried to throw coffee at him, and he dodged yeah. his head. But, like, uh, coffee does not get served any cooler as a result. What? Yeah. Really? So, hot coffee, uh, the lids already had a warning on them. The warning is bigger now, and the cups are sturdier now, so they're oh, harder sure. to spill overall, but actually nothing changed. And, but it's mm. like, that coffee was so hot, if she had drank it, it would have caused a lot of trouble for her. It would her. have burned her mouth. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, doesn't even matter that she spilled it on herself, it's just that it was just too hot. But uh, this became, of course... For the 90s through the 2000s, it was just like known as the frivolous yes. lawsuit. Some dumbass did something to herself and then sued somebody else for it. And those and poor big corporations had to pay out. The yeah. the timing here is very relevant, right? Because Liebeck v. McDonald's was decided uh, on August 18, 1994. So yeah. roughly one year <laughs> before this episode was released. Yeah. Uh, and so, Which means they must have written it 
very, very shortly quickly. after. Yeah, very you know quickly. What? Phil Lawler, you know, say what you will about him, but he just takes things from the headlines. He rips <laughs> the hottest stories and he throws them into Odyssey. So another thing that this is referencing, of course, we just got the coffee reference. That's the case that everyone kind of knows about now because it's like, yeah, this was a this was a legitimate case, actually. Yeah. Um, but the skylight story is referencing something called Bodine versus Enterprise High, which happened oh. about 12 years earlier I didn't know in this. 1982. So this kid in Redding, California, 18 yeah. years old, was shout outs to all of our Redding listeners. I know you're out there. <laughs> was like screwing Good around trees in Redding. <laughs> Go trees. That's your mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was I don't know, he was he was screwing around. He stole a floodlight and was going to steal another floodlight from the roof of the school and the gym had skylights on top of it and the skylights were all painted over. Oh. And it was huh. nighttime and he ended up falling through one of the skylights at a gym, right? High ceiling. He yeah. fell 27 feet. Oh, Jesus god. He ended up receiving some very serious brain damage that left him unable to speak. Uh, he Oof. also became quadriplegic as a result of this injury. Oof. So uh, th this kid, Rick Bodine, his life has just changed overnight. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine the kind of strain that that puts on someone's family. And you're going to do everything that you can to try to get your, again, your medical bills taken care of. Sure. Right. Uh, especially with a, a kid who is now totally paralyzed. Yeah. So... They the the family, the Bodine family ended up filing a lawsuit. The school had liability insurance, and so it never went to trial. Oh, OK. You know, oh, because yeah. here's the thing is when something starts going through liability insurance, the party being sued has no say in what happens after that. That's right. the whole point of liability insurance, it's not right. just covering the money. It's just covering the thing. They don't show so insurance up yet. paid out insurance paid out. It was mm. a settlement. So like because that's what you do. Because when you're working at an insurance company, you're not looking for moral victories. You are looking at, okay, what's it going to cost us to go to court? Right. What's it going to cost us to, to pay out a settlement? Yeah. So they pay out a settlement, which uh, is $260,000 plus a monthly $1,500 for the rest of his life. Because that's, how, that's just how insurance works. But right. this was another flashpoint in the 80s where sure. it was just like frivolous lawsuits. Because uh, this kid was doing something that was at the, at the very least a misdemeanor. Sure. Um, and a judge ruled that that actually didn't matter. And so the insurance company immediately settled after that. And uh, people were like, well, he was doing something criminal. Oh, and no consequences. Yeah. So in well, and, and complicating this factor, too, was there was another student who had fallen through a skylight at another school in the same district and died about three or four years earlier. Huh. Uh, so seems uh, like they shouldn't be painting these skylights. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, like there's there's something reasonable to be expected here as to like uh, like it's weird. Like I'm not necessarily saying that like he has the family has the right to to that liability or whatever, but right. like yeah. at the same time, it's a more complicated story than that. And but by 1985, the California legislature introduces a bill that's like yeah, if you are committing some sort of criminal activity, you are not going to be able to sue anyone oh, sure, for sure. whatever injuries you might um, sustain. And then that kind of it's not in every state, but it became a, a pretty widely accepted doctrine. I mean, but it was also fine. Do you know what I mean? Like they worked out the, the liability insurance paid out yeah. and nobody. Right. You know, like it, it's it didn't like cause a collapse to the system. No, so why it's, the not, fuck? it's not even a private business. You know, it's not like somebody 
uh, once told me the world's going to roll me. Yeah, uh, it's the state. It's just it's you know, it, it's it's not a big deal, really, yeah. for for in terms of like the, the entity that has to pay out. It's really just like another line on the ledger. So Hey there, you are listening to a preview of a premium episode of The Worst of All Possible Worlds. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this, head on over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash worst of all. And you can listen to not only the rest of this episode, but our entire backlog of premium episodes, bonus episodes. And if you subscribe at the $10 tier, you will get an extra episode of the podcast every single month. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. Hope to see you there.